Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome aboard to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. Teddy Sliman with you here at our studios, 107 West Main Street, right here in the heart of downtown New Iberia on a hot, wet August day. It's Monday, the 8th of August, and uh, the golf courses, most of them anyway, are struggling keep, keeping up with cutting the grass because it's been so wet. Even though the rain has been spotty, you know, here and there, you don't know when it's coming, but Man, alive. When it does come, it comes in buckets. So, um, don't want a hurricane like I keep saying, but, uh, we certainly wish a slight reprieve from the rain. Give those guys a chance to cut the grass and do their work on the golf course. So let's thank our sponsors before we start talking too much golf. We got two title sponsors. Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette. Mr. Lee Tatford, we certainly appreciate your contribution to us in sporting chip shots and high school football coming up. They sponsor that as well. And we got our football guides completed. And uh, they're at the press right now. And hopefully we'll get them out into the public uh, within the next uh, week or so, let's say. So uh, thank Coca-Cola for sponsoring high school sports as well as chip shots. We appreciate their efforts there. Also want to thank GolfBalls.com, another one of our title sponsors. Located in Lafayette, Arnold Boulevard, they got their start right here in New Iberia. And so uh, their, their big thing is um, logoed golf balls. And it's all over the world. You can get call in and get these balls or, or email in and they'll logo your, your golf balls and uh, <clears throat> whatever you want on them. But if you're a local guy like we are, Want to go visit them at their showroom on Arnold Boulevard and uh, check out their latest equipment. Uh, you know, all the big companies have uh, demonstrators there. They have a, a simulator where you can try out those clubs and hit. And who knows, you might want to buy a new set from the good folks at GolfBalls.com. Certainly want to thank our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and now Atchafalaya as well as uh, the golf course in Patterson been sending us some information on what's going on at that golf course, so why not help them promote it as well? And that latest thing has uh, been promoted throughout the whole summer. is a Twilight Scramble every Thursday afternoon at 5.30, shotgun start. It's a two-person team, and it's $40 if you're not a member and $30 if you are a Passover member. And that includes your cart, green fee, range, prize money, and food as well. Nice way to spend a Thursday afternoon if the weather's good for sure. And coming a little closer down in Franklin at Bellevue, their monthly event every every month and their big event, what their, their membership likes and looks forward to is their dog fight. And uh, the last one they had there, tied for first place, was Mickey Michelle and Mike Cap with plus five. Third place, Ty Burdett, plus three. And then they had that club championship recently. And once again, rain hampered it. They got to complete the tournament, but... Uh, because there was a playoff on both the seniors and the championship flight, they had to uh, complete it during the week. Uh, in the senior flight, Doug Robichaud uh, was tied with Al Landry, and then in the championship flight, Brandon Burdett tied with Mike Potan, and um, <clears throat> Brandon uh, won, I think, on the third hole playoff against Todd Potan. So uh, congratulations to all those guys. I love club championships. It uh, It's true golf, if you know what I mean. 
Okay, Downey Cane Road, that twilight rates, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is $30. And then uh, if you're a senior, 60-plus years old, it's thirty-eight forty-six, and that included the tax there. Now, Wednesday special, 30 bucks afternoon, after 12 noon, so a uh, good deal there. And that's for non-members, but if you want to be a member, it certainly... Pays benefits, as they say, uh, 20% discount on all their soft goods in the pro shop, 10% off of their hard goods, and uh, I tell you what, they have one of the best stock pro shops in our area. You know, a lot of golf courses, uh, not just in Louisiana, but all throughout the uh, the uh, United States, doesn't stock their pro shops to... Uh, too much because you can get that stuff over the internet and they can order it just as well for you, you know. So, uh, but to see a well stocked pro shop, I love to peruse around in, in a golf shop and check out their merchandise. So, if you're a member, you also get to book your tee times well in advance, and that's been a big advantage over at Cane Row since they've been so busy. Uh, when the weather's dry, you can book your tee times well in advance, whereas a non member can't. And they also charge a handicap. The uh, Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system right there in their pro shop will chart it for you. And then if you're a member of the club, you don't have to pay MGA dues for the year. You're an automatic member, Raymond Bernard, president of that. And uh, they've had a difficult time trying to get in their uh, their tournaments. I know they had an MGA scramble scheduled and the rain got it. This coming month, they have their club championship on August 20th and 21st, and we hope and pray the weather holds out for them because, like I said, club championships are really a special event for members at the golf course. <clears throat> and if you're a member, well, you don't have to be a member to uh, peruse around and check out their pro shop, and they have UL logoed merchandise. If you have a loved one or a friend who is a, a Raging Cajun fan, Check out some of their merchandise, especially with football season right around the corner. Get something for that special person with uh, the Raging Cajun logo on it. Then down at Sugar Oaks, I got a chance to play there Saturday nine holes with my grandson and really enjoyed it. He did as well. You know, he, he always says, Pops, we don't get to play. All we do is practice. So uh, he wanted to play nine holes and uh, wanted to give him that joy of uh teeing it up and playing a complete nine-hole round, and that we did. But if you uh, want to check out the specials out at Sugar Oaks, on Monday and Tuesday it's $22, no matter how much you play. Then Wednesdays all day is $31, play as many holes as you want. And Sugar Oaks has a very active MGA. These guys participate, come rain or shine, as they say, they love to play in, in their tournaments. And they have tournaments on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. So uh, let's see. Wednesday, the last Wednesday Twilight Scramble was won by Olin Granger and Robert Burton, minus six. Uh, finishing second was Keith Richard and Glenn Dupuy, minus five. And then unfortunately, the, unfortunately, the Friday Shamble got rained out. And then on Sunday, they had a shootout. That's where you play... Your own ball out, they pick for teams. It's front, back, and 18. And so winning the front was Paul Olivier and Bill Magnett. Total points was 24. Winning the back nine was Robert Burton and Keith Domain, 21 points. And then the all-important skins, that's where you get paid cash. Uh, Matthew Pisani was won three skins, and Keith Domain, one skin. 
And uh, let's see. I was talking about my grandson, Aiden. I played nine holes with him at Sugar Oaks. He's from Thibodeau, and he also played in a tournament. It's all, it's called the PGA uh, Junior League. And all other courses with PGA members uh, have, for beginners, basically young kids, a uh, junior league. And uh, they played at Bayou Oaks at City Park, and that was a pretty nice thing because that's the course they redid and made. Uh, it used to be called the East and West Courses when I was a kid growing up. But uh, after Hurricane Katrina closed for so long, they uh, redid the golf course, a whole new routing, and it's a championship course. And uh, they're trying to get the New Orleans Open there sometime soon. So uh, we'll see how that pans out. Then also at Sugar Oaks, the uh, Gator Golf Club, uh, their second or last event, first flight winner, it was played in Marksville at Tamaka Trails. First flight winner was uh, Tim Hoffpower at plus six. Second flight winner was Kent Kern plus seven. And then they went to uh, Chaffalier and Patterson. And uh, the winner of that one was Heath Boudreaux plus seven. First, second flight winner was a tie between Danny Segura and Billy Abair. They likewise was plus seven. Their next events this month in August at uh, Beaver Creek. Hope and pray they can get that in. Then the Pro-Am was played out at Southern Oaks in uh, Abbeville this past uh, week. You could have played Tuesday or Thursday. I chose to play on Tuesday with a group. and Thank goodness I did because I think they got like six inches of rain on Wednesday and it, it really hampered the uh, the people that were going to play Thursday. In fact, only 27 players played on Thursday. So uh, they, their total was 82 players, which uh, kind of is down from our average. With Doug uh, Biard being the uh, CEO and director, he's uh, beefed up uh, play by letting them play on two days a week. And then uh, this, because of the rain, it was uh, down. But nonetheless, finishing in first place was Brody LeBlanc. Kind of a famous name there. We hear all the time. He teamed up with Jake Broussard, Fairley Painter, and Chris Maillard. They were plus nine, winning $120. And there was only uh, three other teams in the plus because, of course, uh, evidently played really difficult on the uh, the second day. So finishing second with plus five and winning $84 was Mitch Guillory, Matt Abair, Gerald Segu, and Jimmy Daniels. Third place went to uh, Kate Abair. He is, he's not the pro at, at uh, Southern Oaks because he plays in amateur tournaments, but he's definitely a good player. He teamed up with Michael Michel, Lyle Hargrave, and Patrick Darby, uh, winning $52. And once again, this, uh, these monies are redeemable at golfballs.com, one of our title sponsors. And, uh, of course, they have a merchandise room full and well, well stocked over there. Low amateurs, Brody LeBlanc, Mitch Guillory, Benny, Mano- Benny Grange, <laughs> Benny Dronette. Holy smoke, that's a lot of Bennies. And Carter Owens, all winning $30. The next uh, Pro-Am next month in uh, September is going to be at Eagle Ridge. And then uh, the Lafayette Men's Senior Golf Association, uh, their latest <coughs> results from their tournaments. They play on the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month. And the... Uh, Second Tuesday, the most out-of-town tournament was played at a Chaffalier. Fairly Painter and Glenn Biro was plus six as a team and won that. And then their local club tournament held at Muni, Muni their home course, was won by Lawson Ruley, plus 11. He is the director of the Lafayette Senior Golf Association. Someone needs to check his handicap out. 
And then uh, my grandson, Drew, uh, he's playing a couple of tournaments recently, finishing in the top ten in both uh, Louisiana Golf Association Junior Golf Tour at the U Club and also at Squire Creek. Uh, so he's had a busy summer. He concluded it yesterday trying to qualify for a national tournament in Houston, Texas, and American Junior Golf Association. He called me this morning and... Uh, well, he called me this afternoon because he played this morning. Uh, he had a, a 77, 73 qualified. He said he only, had only one birdie and six bogeys. So kind of a plain vanilla round for Drew. That just about concludes his golf season. I think he has a couple more tournaments left in the fall. But uh, that's about it. Except for box score, he just walked in. And uh, thank you. I appreciate the beer. And Oh, let me turn you up. Which mic you on? Number one? Yes, you are. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi. My mic won't stay up. It kind of it's like me. <laughs> it needs some Viagra. Ooh, I don't know. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, I don't have any any uh, local news, obviously, but I just wanted to uh, take this opportunity to wish you a very very happy birthday. Um, Thank you, Bosco. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, man. I mean, it, you know, you know, I've been friends for a long, long time, and and um, you know, I, it, you're just in remarkable you know con- oh, no i'm just saying for your for your age i mean seriously you know you i'm take, even part of good care that's right even part of day and and you know every every year just makes breaking your age a little bit easier you know <laughs> so i mean you know I, uh there's yes yeah, still got a long way to go before i can dream of that i, I don't know I, if i told you this when i talked to you but i had had an opportunity to play with my colleague and former boss mike shea was you know, uh, a rules official on the PGA Tour for 20-plus years. But anyway, we played the Wetlands, and uh, we were talking about shooting your age. He plays with a guy named Bob Dixon, and uh, you might remember the name. He won the uh, the U- U.S. Amateur years ago. He's 78 years old, and he shot 63 at TPC. 15, 15 shots under his age. Man. So, <laughs> imagine might, that. I'll have to have him break my age. <laughs> you know? Dang. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. Pretty salty think. there. Yeah, man, I mean, you know. wow. But uh, but no, I hope you have. A, I hope you had a great day so far, and and uh, and, and many many more uh, uh, happy birthdays to you, Ted. So uh, appreciate your friendship, and um, wish you uh, all the best. Uh, Thank in, you. you know, appreciate in the future that for sure. And, yeah. Hope so to get, uh, hope to get back out on the links with you soon. You I know. hope so. I just. Maybe this fall, you know, when the weather breaks and we'll feel a little yeah, more I'll, energetic and all that I stuff. Can, hopefully I can get uh, some of these physical ailments uh, behind me there. But, um, yeah. I'm, you know, I, our friend Robbie G uh, sent me a text wishing me happy happy birthday. So we need to go play there at Links on the Bayou. And also the saw, other course, Oak, Oak, Oak Wing. Well, yeah. that's where he's at. He's oh, at Oak. I don't, I don't care. I can't yeah, remember he's, where he's no, at. he's at Oak Wing. Oak yeah, Wing? Yeah. yeah. They're uh, going, uh, I'm not sure if the... Both nines are open right now. They're 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 the ones that are putting in that sprinkler system. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure, and uh, they were um, uh, they're also building a, uh, a. I think I don't think they're rebuilding. They're they're doing like a little practice, like um, putting in a couple of different additions <laughs> to their practice facility, like a a, a bunker area, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So they've been having updates on that uh, progress. One of them's putting in a. a I'm not sure if it's links or them, but and the other one's doing that practice thing. So they both, you know, own both municipal courses. I, and I get them mixed just, up like the whole. Well, I, I mean, can't remember. Seriously, they're 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 interchangeable except for the layouts, you know, because yeah. they're literally like right down the road from each other. Yeah. And they're both owned by the city of Alexandria. Well, both municipal courses. Uh-huh. 
by <coughs> Alexandria, and uh, uh, but you know, two totally different layouts. The Lynx obviously kind of goes by its namesake in that it's uh, you know no trees at all, just a, a Lynx style golf course with a lot of sand and and uh, uh, I think uh, some shared greens and whatnot, and then uh, Oak Wing, much more traditional layout. A um, lot of shapes to the holes, a lot of dog legs, and, and uh, a lot more trees and, and whatnot. So, uh, but two, I mean, seriously, um, two two great golf courses, mm-hmm. uh, not that far away. And, and and if you make an early, you know, get on the road around six thirty or so, make you an eight o'clock tee time at one of them, and one at the other, you can play both of those courses in one day easy because they're like I said, I mean, literally five minutes apart you know so right. it's, um and and uh, i'd love you know, to do that they're always in great condition so um so yeah uh, that would uh, definitely like i said you know i i got a few things i gotta get uh ironed out and figure out what's going on but um hopefully that'll come sooner rather than later and and uh, we can get back out there because i i sure miss it you know it um you know when you when you kind of somebody that doesn't have a lot of hobbies you know you realize when you when that yeah. one's taken away from you how much you miss it you know a lot of people have you know they're 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 talented and doing other things and all that i mean you know this is what i do you know i used to do other things hunting fish and all that but quit that a long time ago to play golf and uh and unfortunately um been a rough year but we'll we'll see what happens and, and uh, we'll get out there like you said uh, i've I'm signed up to play in a nine-hole tournament, and uh, not this weekend, but, well, on the 19th, whenever that is, a Friday, mm-hmm. um, over at the farm, uh, me and my son, you know. So, cool little, little tournament. Uh, it's, a, it's a nine-hole tournament. Uh, it's called Pars and Bars with uh, free uh, Michelob Ultra on the golf course uh, for those nine holes. Uh, all uh, par three, uh, the, the longest hole is going to be 150 yards, so... That might be something I can actually handle I think, for, for nine holes, you know. Sounds like fun. Um, and then after they have a um, a band and all that, if you want to stay around for the, uh, you know, extracurricular activities. So I did notice, like, a lot of the golf courses, Southern Oaks has uh, some stuff coming up, too, and uh, uh, the form and, and a lot of four, four balls in the next month at different golf courses. Oak Wing, in fact, has a, a, a really nice um, – um, shamble coming up uh in a couple of weeks uh and of course the shamble for those you know maybe not familiar is you both tee off um and you pick the best tee shot but then from there you play your own ball and so it's the best score for the hole but you have if you can team up with a partner who can really hit it a long way and you have a pretty good short game you know you can you can score pretty good in that so that's kind of a a unique um uh, format and and uh so, you know, all that stuff's posted. If you go on, you know, the be- the easiest way to keep up with all this stuff is I found out is just to go on Facebook, just kind of get all the area courses uh, pulled up and just like it, and then you'll get all these tournament uh, entries uh, and, 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 you know, notices on your Facebook feed. And, you know, then and we see that. A lot of guys from around here, especially go to Alexandria a lot to play in those golf you know, tournaments. So. And do well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. So uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, that's um, we'll uh, you know have some some uh, you know it's it's that time of the year, kind of winding down on, on the PGA Tour. But 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 pretty good story coming out of Greensboro, North Carolina, this past uh, 
weekend at the Wyndham Championship, so we can talk about that uh, when we come back from the break. Absolutely. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Bayou Sports, 715 weekday mornings on the all-new K1075. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And welcome back to Chip Shots. Teddy Slime with you here. See if box scores available yet. I call yeah, so I'll give it hotting up his mic again. Yeah, my uh Little grandson was calling me to tell me about his first day of uh, kindergarten, oh, but cool. uh, we'll do that uh, at six o'clock. I'll, there I'll you call go. it back. Um, All right. So the uh, Wyndham Championship winded up the uh, PGA Tour season. Now we end into what they call the FedEx Cup playoffs. So uh, yeah, let's hear it. I heard it was pretty well, exciting. Lot I didn't of, get yeah, to watch a but. lot. A lot of special things happened there at uh, in North Carolina that could be a precursor of. Uh, of things to come on the PGA Tour, you know, possibly for years. You ne- you never know. I mean, we you know we always I mean, we always so quick to want to anoint uh, the next uh, you know I'm not even say the next Tiger because there's that you know that was yeah, generational that, that, or multi generational, mm-hmm. but just the next consistent superstar. Let's put it that way, uh, up and comer, and um, and and this guy's name popped up on the leaderboard, and I was like, man, you know, who is this guy? Well, Ju Young Kim, who uh, gave himself the nickname Tom in reference to uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, um, he was the winner this past week uh, on the uh, on the PGA Tour, and uh, I tell you what, um, pretty pretty special. Uh, a lot of a lot of first things, and you know we we kind of just see him for the first time, but um, but you know kind of like that he named himself Tom after thomas the engine from that you know kid storybook and 
Thomas, the engine was a classic thing about, you know, the little engine they could, you know, right. climbing over the hill. And, and he's kind of, you know, t- taking on that mantra. And we, we see this uh, this kid kind of come out of nowhere. And I say kid because he is a kid. I mean, he just turned 20 years old. And um, he posted a five-shot win at Sedgefield Country Club uh, with 20 under 260. And so listen to so some of these stats with that. At, at 20 years old, he's the second youngest player to win on the PGA Tour since 1932, trailing only Jordan Spieth. And that was only by, by a few months. He's the first player born in the 2000s to win on tour. He's the first player to make quadruple bogey on the first hole and go on to win the tournament since 1983 when they kept those stats. And only the fifth player in history... <laughs> to make a quad in a tournament and win. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he, shoots, he goes out on Sunday and shoots a 61 with a 27 on the front nine. That blows my mind. And uh, Now, that was actually eight under because it was par 35 on the front. But, mm. but you know, nevertheless. Um, and so he shoots 27-34, fifth lowest final round score by a winner since 1983. And became the first pro to pull off the Sunday 61 and win since Rory did it in 2019 at the Royal, uh, the uh, RBC Canadian Open. And he only had special temporary status coming into Greensboro, so he needed to win outright to make the playoffs. No other outcome would have gotten him full status and an entry into the playoffs. And he wins, and he's in. Man. You know, so I mean, and and he's that was his. Now this is what is important. Now look, at, look, granted, at twenty, it's a lot easier to do than than later on. But that was his fifth straight week playing on tour in an era when players are crying about having to play fifteen tournaments a year, the tour, the minimum on the PGA Tour, wanting to go to the Live Tour to play less tournaments. This kid has now played five weeks in a row in brutally hot, humid weather. And um, he said, uh, uh, when he was asked about if whether or not he was thrilled to make the playoffs, he said he was excited to spend a week at home and um, and actually wasn't really looking forward to heading to uh, Memphis that might even be hotter than North Carolina. But I think he'll trade it for the chance to uh, to win, to, you know, play in the, in the FedEx uh uh, playoffs, but no he is—you know—he does have a good pedigree. I mean, as as incredible as this all is at the age of twenty, uh, his dad is actually a, a pro in South Korea. He's lived in five different countries, and he speaks three languages. And um, like you know, Spieth and Colin Morikawa, he carries himself with a poise that is way beyond his um, calendar age. <laughs> um, when he made his par on 18 he had a very subtle fist pump uh and um you know and and now is a winner on the pga tour and you know that's just to me just amazing and and again goes to show what can happen on 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 the pga tour um because you know you got a guy and we'll talk about that in a little bit and will zalatoris who fired his caddy mid-round uh in the same event Parted ways with his longtime caddy, who's still looking for his first PGA Tour win. Now, Will Zalatoris has been a hot name 
the last four or five years in majors because he's contended so often but but still has yet to win on tour. And now this kid comes in at the age of 20 and uh, pulls off, uh, you know, and not just win, but win by five shots. Man, that's that's extremely impressive. Yeah, and then, you know, box score, when you consider it, he opened up with an eight, you know, which you said was a quad, and went on to shoot 67 in that round. So just, just put that into perspective. If he... If he pars a hole, he opens up with a 63. And, man, I mean, you know, so how many shots? Nine shots yeah, you know. yeah, I mean, but just to have the grit and the confidence and maturity to, to, to stay the course and, and, and play. And, and then, you know, this put it in perspective for me. He's the first winner on the PGA Tour who was born after the year 2000. So, right. Wow. Yeah, I man. mean, and, and, uh, like, and look, again, he's not a, I mean, you know, you hear Cinderella stories and all this stuff, and it's it's just that he took a very different path to the PGA Tour. He didn't go to Corn Ferry and, and, and then earn his card and all that. I mean, it was just very unusual the way he did it. But he, he, he dominated the order of merit on the Asian, Asian tour, tour and the Korean Tour. And um, he had a third-place finish at the Scottish Open, uh, 23rd at the U.S. Open, Top 10 of the Rocket Mortgage Classic last week. So this kid's been playing some outstanding golf, you know, I mean, and, yeah. and all around the world, yeah. you know, uh, for this period of time. So, again, like I said, I mean, it's a lot easier to do that at 20 than at, you know, 35, 40. Uh, but very impressive. Absolutely. You know, I was talking to you earlier on the phone, and I, I didn't get to watch the tournament, but uh, – I turned on the golf channel after I hung up with you, and uh, ironically, they were playing the end of the tournament, so I got to see, you know, him finish up and uh, a miraculous two-putty made. But anyway, the maturity he had, it didn't remind you of Jordan Spieth or Colin Moakawa. The way he talked and presented himself, he was so calm and mature. And like you said, that fist pump was, wasn't like a, a 20-year-old kid who's cocky and arrogant and just all excited. He showed maturity there for sure. Yep. And then, you know, uh, the other uh, highlights or notes from the tournament was, uh, I was I was super taken aback by Nick Fowler. That was his last broadcast along with Ian Baker Finch, Frank Nobolo, and, and Jim Nance. And, and Nick Fowler choked up so bad the man couldn't even talk. I, yeah. I was floored, you know, that, that uh, number one, I, I didn't per, per, perceive him to be that, that type of emotional guy. You know, he's so strong and stoic, but, man, he, he showed me a different side of him. He literally could not speak, and uh, it, was, it was pretty like, uh, ooh, I don't know, not embarrassing, but uh, Ian Baker Finch and, and the rest of the crew there were, were – uh, Taken aback as well, you know. But good luck to Nick Faldo. You know, he he was a great uh, broadcaster for many years. Yep, and and you know, um, I didn't even realize it until I went back and looked it up. But because uh, I remember a, a couple of his major wins, but I didn't realize he had won six, you know, six, six majors, majors yeah. you know. So, um, but no, I, he was one of those guys. You know, there's a lot of European players. Uh, that over the years, because of the Ryder Cup, I guess, that I really haven't cared for because, you know, sometimes with their demeanor on the golf course. And Sergio Garcia comes to mind, you know. Um, uh, he went from being, you know, kind of a, a favorite as a boyish, you know, exuberance, and then later on just became, to me, a bitter, 
you know, player. I never care for Ian Poulter, you know. But Nick Faldo is always someone who – he reminds me a lot, or I guess not he reminds you, but, but Justin Rose and uh, mm-hmm. some of those other young English players remind me of him. He always carried himself with class Definitely. and dignity on the – you know, and I mean he was <coughs> kind of shown by the, by, the, by the fact that he was knighted, you know, mm-hmm. um, and his Sir Nick Faldo, but um, – but but I think he was a very good influence on a generation of younger golfers, and that's that's carried on, and his legacy has carried on with uh, some of those other guys as, as well. And and uh, and yeah, I mean, look, is he my favorite broadcaster of all time? Not really, but I mean, he was he was good, you know. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't controversial or over the top, or you know, he was just kind of straightforward, and, and uh, but. He did it for a long time and and did it well and and uh, now he's look that you know he apparently loves the U.S. He's I don't know why you'd retire. Well, I, I, there are some reasons I could think of, but he's retiring to Montana on a, he's got a big spread of land out there on a, on a ranch and um, I'm not sure I'd want to spend the winters in Montana, but uh, mm, no, thank you. But uh, no, I'm not sure I'd want to spend the winters in England either. You know so. Um, he uh, he's going to retire there, and 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 uh, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll have a, a a very you know pleasant life. Um, I'm sure he'll but, he'll figure out something to do to keep you know to keep busy. Uh, what it is, I'm not certain, but uh, yeah, he's the type of guy that probably uh, can't sit still, you know, and just sit back, kick kick back, and relax. Now he has he been a Ryder Cup captain? He has, huh? I believe so. Yeah, yeah I think so. Because I, I would so. say he'd probably have that too, but. I mean, at this point, he's sixty-five not. years old. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. more than likely, uh, that's past past the time. But well, box score. There was some other storylines coming out of this tournament uh, all over the place, really, because, like we said, this is the last tournament on the PGA Tour schedule. We began the FedEx Cup playoffs, and uh, of course, that allowed some players to get in, and some of them got knocked out. I, I'm, I'm going to let you talk uh, a little bit on that, but I just want to say this one thing: this poor guy, Justin Lohr, three putted the last hole. That cost him his PGA Tour cord, so now he's got to go back to the Corn Ferry Tour and qualify, and that's that's a tough thing to take, you know, when when that much pressure comes down to the end. But uh, talk a little bit about the players that you know that made it and those that didn't, and how it affected them. Yeah, well, um, so you know, as as always with that that last uh, spot on the tour calendar, um, it's um, you know it's always kind of. Uh, Sunday, a lot of drama, um, and uh, uh, Kim and, and Max McGreevy were the two players who started outside the bubble. Uh, Kim, we talked about the guy who, who won this, uh, Tom Kim. Um, he was uh, technically inside, inside top yeah. 125, but he had to win outright. Right, because he's so he not a member. To a member, right, right. You know, <laughs> he's got to be a member. To make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> and uh, Austin <laughs> Smotherman, uh, who missed the cut in brutal fashion, I think he had a – a triple on the last hole mm-hmm. to miss the cut, and he just he if he'd have parred the last hole, he makes it, and and he mo- actually by his triple he moved the cut line, uh, a whole, <coughs> you know, a whole stroke, and then that let a lot of guys in and and whatnot. Um, well, anyway, uh, uh, Austin Smotherman and Matt Wallace were the two unlucky souls to fall out. Ricky Fowler, who along with Wallace and Smotherman missed the cut on Friday. Well, he hung on to the 125th spot and will make the trip to Memphis next week. Now, actually, ironically, um, but he wouldn't have 
qualified otherwise. You had to be at, at 125 or better. Only 122 <laughs> players will tee it up uh, next week as three players have um, announced that they're not going to play. And, and um, I'm, man, I, I thought I had it right here, but I don't. But one of them is a pretty prominent guy, and uh, it's really family uh, matter oriented, you know. And, and a couple others, just I don't, I don't know their reasoning, but uh, but anyway, so 122 players will tee it up, and of course, then they go to 70, and then to uh, 30 for the final round. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it used to be so, four tournaments. Now it's only three for the playoffs. Right. No, so I, I wanted to ask you, how did the uh, the lawsuit with LIV and the players that were vying to get in who are in the top 20, 125, uh, has that been settled? Or? No, 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 it hadn't been settled, well, and and they're not they're not in. Okay, you know? so, so they're not in. So so no, it it uh, and and that that would have affected the and that did affect the top because otherwise Ricky Fowler would would not have been in the top one twenty five. You know, you had three LIV players. Um, who did not resign? You know, the ones who resigned their membership, well, they weren't eligible anyway. The ones who didn't resign but were inside the top 125 still could have played, um, but there is no ruling on it, and so as a, you know, that they're not going to change now. So that they're out, they're out. You know, now mm-hmm. they're still going to proceed with the lawsuit just because it sets a lot of precedence for other, um, you know, other things that they want to. Accomplish and and I, again I and then you know I just don't know where this is. I don't all know where it's going either. Going. But with, with their points and all, you know, they could still technically qualify for the next tournament if a yeah judge, no judge they're inside the, yeah they'd be inside the top uh, seventy seventy right. you know and I think I think only one of them would have and I, I I'd really have to and I'll do that during the next break but I'll uh, I'll try to see but but no it um, uh, I I don't think. You know, I don't know how the court system. I mean, I know how it works, but it doesn't. It doesn't ever really. You know, they're not going to have an emergency hearing on this. No, you know, no, no. They're going to establish that. Yeah, it's going to kind of come up when it comes up, and and I don't. You know, I don't. I don't think it's uh, the wheels of government move slow. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> These think, guys are going to make it move. I faster. think again, they're just trying to set some stuff for <clears throat> for going forward for next year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so the, the three of them were Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, and Hudson, Hudson Swafford. They would have been um, inside. And I think out of those three, Taylor Gooch w- was the highest ranked, actually, mm-hmm. um, in the top 125. But, um, <coughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine – you know, and I, I've seen a lot of the um, um, – Literature, you know, I mean, not that, that literature, but the, the the actual bylaws from the from the PGA Tour uh, rules and regulations and whatnot, and you know, not does every player read all this? Probably not, you know, but it's there. It was there mm-hmm. clearly in black and white. They 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 had to know what they were getting into, and, and there's been a kind of a damning um, uh, series of uh, texts, even back and forth, going. Back before, live um, came to fruition between um, Sergio Garcia and Greg Norman, uh, that that has been made public as part of this lawsuit now because this was captured uh, all on on you know this was it wasn't they thought they were on a private ty- type of thing but no it was it was available so 
So, so they were, you know, Greg had Sergio actively recruiting players, which is a violation as well, uh, to, to join Liv. And, and then Sergio started getting nervous because some of the players were getting nervous because they were hearing that if they resigned their membership, they wouldn't be eligible for these, you know, and all this stuff. And so it was a kind of back and forth. And Greg Norman, as usual, you know, he knows better than anybody. He was assuring Sergio that wouldn't be the case and uh the PGA Tour didn't have a leg to stand on and all this other stuff and of course that that that's not true so uh going forward you know I, I I'm honestly I've got live burnout I, I don't even yeah, want really? to talk about it anymore anymore you know but but it is important that by the beginning <clears throat> of the year that some kind of resolution be made and we, we need to know going into the next calendar year, you know, exactly uh, what's what we have. And who's not, in and not, who's out. Yeah. yeah, not that I expect any of these guys <laughs> to change their mind, you know, because they, they – and, again, not one of them has produced or, or made public a contract that they signed, you know. So we don't know exactly what they signed up for, but I can guarantee you it's not – it wasn't all paid in full in the beginning. Right. Uh, you know, I think it was a prorated thing. If if you were getting seven hundred million, you were going to get seventy million for ten years or whatever. You sold you sold your soul to the devil, and you committed to that. So if you walk away now, then who knows? It could be a default clause, but you're sure not going to collect the whole amount of money if you decide to come back. So it's very important that the PGA Tour, the RNA. The PGA, you got four four things. Go, well, no, three because you got the, the USGA, RNA, RNA, PGA, yeah. and Augusta National. Augusta National so, is the biggest link to me. So it's, you got all, you got four what, different entities that need to decide what they're going to do. Well, the other three have decided basically what they're going to do, but it's it's well, the Augusta did. National, and it's an invitational, so they don't don't they don't really have to uh, to say anything. But I saw a little headlines where Fred Ridley the uh, president of Augusta National, uh, he uh, <coughs> he said something that he warned these guys beforehand, all the Masters winners and, and, and those who qualify for the Masters, he warned them beforehand, you know, and I, I think Augusta National is going to make a, a, a statement fairly soon, maybe before the year's out, and uh, where they go, the rest of them will follow. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, like you said, the other, the other ones had to make a decision based on all that happening quickly, though. But going forward, mm-hmm. now they, they, they can, you know, they could change. I mean, they let them in this year because it all happened so quickly, but they don't have to do it next year. And I, I, I fully expect that Augusta, Augusta, knowing their their reverence and their mm-hmm. uh, adherence to tradition and, and, uh, and, and the, you know, what the tour, PGA Tour has meant, I, I, there's no way I see them allowing these players to come back and, and which is really going to be interesting because you have Dustin Johnson, Pat, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm probably going to forget somebody, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, and Phil Mickelson, all as former Masters champions. Sergio as well. And Sergio as well. Yep. You know, so, I mean, that's – Four of them will be at the champions dinner. That's one-twelfth of their tour, you know, right there. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, so that's um, – uh, like, I guess more food to go around for the other people. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but but uh, uh, I, I, man, 
again. I, I'm like you. I got burnout with it, but oh, it's, I, it's, I, it's 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 yeah. it's headline news in in the golf world, and we're going to have to cover it, you know, and, and follow its its footsteps till it's done. And I mean, I'm not saying till it's done because, but until some something substantial is decided, you know, and and I believe in my heart that Augusta National is going to be the key link as, as to where the rest of the associations go, and and uh, I kind of like you said. You know that they're too 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 traditional to uh, to allow that allow this to uh, to expound to grow, and I think they're going to nip it in the bud, and that'll be it. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, again, we saw you know the <clears throat> line of the sand they drew with other um, controversial things with the, the 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 women, and eventually they relented and, and let you know. Only because they wanted to do it their way, not, right? Not anybody be put, forced put, into right, it. Exactly. Yeah, they're not going to be backed into a corner. Oh no! And I, I mean, I, I promise you, a, a judge's ruling is not going to tell Augusta National who they can invite and who they can't invite. No. You know, if if tomorrow they didn't want, you know, I mean, they could change. They could not invite Tiger Woods for the rest of their their. You know, they chose. I mean, invitational. That's look. I mean, I'm sure there are, there are a lot of. Black tie affairs, I'd like to be invited to. I don't get invited to them, you mm-hmm. know, because I don't get the invitation in the mail. So I can't just show up and crash the party, right? That's it. I mean, you know, so. Um, but anyway, so, it, yeah, going forward, we have to deal with that. And, and um, I hope it, um, again, look, is the PGA Tour perfect? No. Uh-huh. You know you know that. I mean, but, but has it created, and this is the thing, and I'll pose this regret. Probably regretfully, I've got involved in Twitter, and I get more discussions on Twitter that you know get kind of kind of heated. But so this is the question I posed: What's what's Liv's mission? What's their goal? Are oh, they, I've been searching for that answer since day one. Yeah. So, or how they're going to grow the game? Number what is one. their motive? Right. For doing how, this, you know, what's their good it's goal? Not to grow goal the to game. grow the game. No. What's their goal to promote junior golf? It, what's their goal? None. What's none. their goal to promote female and minorities in, in the game none. of golf? None, especially not in Saudi Arabia, right? No. Um, what's their goal to uh, give back to the community and build hospitals and and and, and help children out? None. They they don't have any goal. It's strictly to pad the pockets of already multi-millionaires and flaunt this ridiculous you know facade of a golf tournament. And then they're not getting any return on the investment. So I don't know how long they're going to do this. Yeah. So that's one thing because they they're just throwing money out there without a TV contract, without a, a network to carry their tournaments. They're, they're not gonna they're not gonna flourish. And I, and I just don't see those people throwing good money after bad. And 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 uh, shoot, they ought to go buy TNT or or a network and and broadcast their own tournaments. That's that's the only solution, to, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. You know, and of course, I mean, people will argue that well, you know, nowadays you can just go on the computer and watch it. You know, you can stream it. And all well, they're that. doing that now. But that's just stupid. I mean, I don't I don't want to. I want to sit in my living room in the comfort and put on the big screen. And, and I don't, you know. Not everybody has streaming services. Maybe in twenty mm-hmm. years they will. Yeah, but, maybe even uh, but less than that. But yeah, but that's not right now. Um, no, no, not right now. And and uh, again, um, you know, just just tell me what you hope to accomplish by this. If if your whole goal, but your whole goal is to just to try to take down the PGA Tour. Why I don't know. I really still don't know their motive behind it. Um, Greg Norman, that's their motive. And you, why does he want to take down the PGA Tour as a wonder to everybody? Yeah. And, and he's been that way since 
you know, because the, the PGA Tour gave him what he is and, and, and yeah. uh, gave him that platform, and he, he's done well. You know, with the with the brand, the shark, and all that I mean, stuff. He, I don't know why he's against the PGA Tour. I don't know. But, I mean, and there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out here that is going to – Gonna look bad. It's gonna make. It's gonna look bad on on a lot of individual players, and I think that there a lot of them will regret what they did because you're gonna now see because they got to be transparent. You know, so the PGA Tour, and we know that Teddy for years has issued fines, punishments, suspensions, but they haven't made it public. You know, right. so now you're gonna see. Well, all of a sudden, so and so didn't really injure their back. Dustin Johnson, I'm going to just throw that out there. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, allegedly he's lifting a jet ski out of the water. What if he instead he actually tested positive for prohibited mm-hmm. substances instead? Well, now, you know, you suspend it for three months, six months, whatever. That is going to be, you're going to see more of that, that that you would ever imagine. And, and uh and, and and you know it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna soil the reputation of a lot of these guys and uh, you know but well, that's their choice they they chose that no they question. wanted that money you know and they have to live with the consequences. All right, we're gonna shift gears a little bit just to end up our show here. Um, here's a, here's a traumatic thing that happened uh, in Scotland. Gullen, Scotland is where Muirfield Village is. For and they don't they don't allow women on their property. Okay, well they just had the ladies open championship there. To uh, to uh, the surprise of a lot of people uh, around the world that knows golf, and a, a gal named Ashley Behay, 33 year old, won uh, despite making a, a late triple bogey on number 15. She had a five shot lead at one time. I, I watched a little bit of it on Saturday with my grandchildren, but she tied with a gal named G Chun at 10 under par when she was 15 under par at one time. And uh, ended up beating her on, in a playoff. She's from South Africa, and her hero is Ernie Els. And uh, she she traversed those uh, 147 bunkers on Muirfield Village. But uh, pretty pretty amazing story there. That just the fact that they'd allow the women's open there on a golf course, kind of like what you said, Augusta National didn't allow women. They did it on their own time. Well, th- this this place now it, it now has women members. But uh, it, it usually it used to not allow women, just like Augusta National, in, inside their property. So, yeah, um, uh, you know, it, and, and again, somebody who you, I don't know what her world ranking was before this, but uh, not good. But no, I mean, seemingly, you know, comes out of nowhere. And as you said, you know, uh, Muirfield has 147 bunkers, bunkers, and most of them are very, very deep. And and on that 15th hole, she. Uh, she found her way um, uh, into some very, very heavy rough, and then uh, messed up her um, her second shot. And then, you know, it took three more shots to get to the putting surface, and then made that tri- that uh, triple. But but you do have to give her credit because normally with a guy with a uh, a, a, per- a golfer in that position that hasn't won before in a major. Um, on the fifteenth hole, when you make triple, you're done. Yeah. You know, you're you're toast. Right. And then to to you know actually uh, still kind of hold it together, um, although you know she didn't exactly you know play stellar going in. They they both missed uh, easy uh, birdie opportunities at, at seventeen, but uh, but then they you know get to the playoff hole and and it took um, you know four holes and they kept playing the eighteenth over and over. But um, but thankfully they they finally um, finally got it done. I mean, and I was curious about why they 
they went to a sudden death playoff. Whereas in the in the men's um, open, um, they do a three hole aggregate. Yeah. You know, and and they could have probably crowned a champion much quicker. I guess you know I'm not sure, but but uh, they were running out of daylight and. Uh, and they barely got it uh, got it in there, but um, but Buhai, you know, congratulations to her. And um, yeah, know. she was one of those gals that came out and was supposed to be a star, and then didn't pan out that way. So she she kind of hung in there, and at age thirty three, finally wins a, a major championship. And yeah. then on the uh, Champions Tour, the Shark Charity Classic uh, in Canada was played, and was won by Jerry Kelly. He beat a guy named John Houston in a playoff. I remember John Houston. <clears throat> In fact, I have a story about him. Uh, my, my buddy Ian, who played golf with me at LSU, was a freshman with me there. Uh, he was from Canada as well, but uh, he he shared a plane with John Houston. And when my daughter Chantel got married, he uh, he flew in to Canada Airport with in, in that plane, and it had a big JH on it, and uh, just brought back memories of him and. Kind of miss that guy a lot. He passed away uh, a long time ago, but uh, was a good friend of mine, close friend. We traveled all over and played a lot of golf together. Yeah, Jerry Kelly's on a pretty pretty hot roll there. That's his third win in the last six events. You know, so tell you what, life can be good on the senior tour if you um, you know you persist and kind of hang in there because uh, a lot of guys you thought would do really well. You know, I thought VJ Singh would just be dominant on the on the senior tour and. He hasn't really done anything. I mean, he doesn't play a lot, but I mean, he does doesn't really do anything when he does play. And and other guys, boy, they seem to just relish the chance to go out there. And uh, are you listening, Bernard Langer? You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, un- unbelievable. Yep. Well, that about wrap it up for us. We uh, we got about a uh, few more minutes. I mean, a few more seconds. So uh, we'll close up there. And uh, appreciate you coming in, Box Score. And uh, yeah, well, again, happy birthday to you. And you. I hope, appreciate uh, that. Hope the rest of your day is 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 uh, filled with blessings as well. Thank y'all, and uh, continue listening. Uh, we got uh, some commercials coming up, and then Louisiana Network News. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Cane 107.5.